This is the Ridge Hunter Outdoors podcast. Hey everybody, this is episode 12. I'm Kenyon Clark. I'm here by myself today, so hopefully I don't bore you guys too much. But Nate's out this week. He might be out next week as well. Uh, Dad and Jeff are still working at the shop. we got the second Illinois gun season going on right now. So I was able to slip away to at least get one recorded. I wanted to get something up for you guys because I've been behind on videos and uh, I want to keep this out every week. So I thought I would at least get on here by myself for a little bit and uh, talk a little bit about the second rut. Me and Nate spent the last podcast talking about his 173-inch deer that he killed during the first gun season, which was really cool, and uh, it was a good story, I thought. So at the end of that, we talked a little bit about the second rut. We didn't really get into any strategy last week necessarily, um, except for maybe the last 10 minutes or so. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that since it's coming up. It'll be here before about the time we record the next podcast. So roughly the middle end of next week, we'll probably start seeing the peak of that second rut, so-called second rut here in Southern Illinois, at least um, throughout the Midwest. It'll shift a couple of days one way or the other, depending on when your first peak breeding was. So with that, I found an article from bonecollector.com and it doesn't have who specifically wrote the article on it, but it is from Bone Collector. So I'm going to uh, go into it a little bit and I'll add some stuff in as I go. Um, like I said, hopefully you guys can get something out of this, even though it's kind of just me today, but the article is called understanding and hunting the second rut. So it starts off by, uh, kind of explaining what the second rut is. It says the second rut is a period of time about one month after the peak rut in which fawns and unbred does come into estrus. Although not as intense as the first main rut or as the main rut, excuse me, This brief period of time in early to mid-December can sometimes provide a burst of rutting action. The term second rut implies that there are two distinct whitetail ruts. In fact, there is actually only one rut with many different phases. The second rut gets its name because it's another noticeable peak in deer activity driven by unbred does and fawns coming into estrus. Similar to how the pre-rut is a phase of the rut, the second rut is a phase, often the concluding phase of one complete whitetail rutting cycle. So, Essentially, it's not that there's a first rut and then everything stops and there's a second separate rut. Uh, Like it says there, it's just a phase. Uh, The second rut just happens to be the name for it because it's really similar to the first peak breeding um, when you're seeing the bucks chasing does and stuff. So it's kind of like a second rut. I'm assuming that probably came from back in the day when there wasn't a ton of research. So they just called it the second rut and it stuck because it is a pretty descriptive name and you get the idea from it. So it's just kind of a phase, like that says, uh, really the last phase of the rut. Uh, we did hit it on a little last week. I think it's 20 to 30% of the does will have not been bred the first go-round, and then uh, obviously those fawns um, that were born this spring will come in later just because where they're at in their life cycle. So <clears throat> you're looking at the does that are left over are, that are coming into estrus that didn't get bred the first time, um, and then those fawns, and that's what creates the bucks chasing here in the second second rut. So it says talks about kind of a factor that, that plays into the second peak breeding, and that's like I just talked about, the unbred does. It says in areas where the buck-to-doe ratio is high in favor of more does, there simply are too few bucks available to breed all the does. Any does that were unbred, either missed or unsuccessfully bred, 
come back into estrus approximately 28 days after their first cycle. A strong second rut is not always because of an unbalanced deer herd, though, but you can see second rut success in big woods areas, for example, for the same reason. Vast open country, open timber country may not have an overabundance of does, but it may be that the bucks struggle with finding every receptive doe during the rut. So it's not that the does didn't come in. Uh, they came in, they just didn't get found by the bucks because, of, for whatever reason, because there were too many does and not enough bucks to breed them, or it was too much area for the bucks to cover. They're too spread out, so they didn't get them all bred the first time. So they went out of estrus uh, for that 28-day cycle, and then they come back in. So... <clears throat> That's kind of the biggest uh, factor to what drives the second rut and the timing of the second rut. So if you know in your area, like here um, in Southern Illinois, it's generally between, we'll say the 14th and 17th of November would be the peak estrus, uh, the peak breeding time, that rut lockdown, not necessarily the peak rut, which is, uh, we talked about that a few podcasts ago, which would be the most activity. So before the does come in, but when there's the most, the biggest amount of does in estrus, the peak breeding period um, is generally the 14th to 17th of November here in Southern Illinois. So if you look at that and then you take 28 days after that, that's going to give you roughly the time frame for the second rut. So now we'll get into kind of buck behavior during the second rut. So uh, it says intensity is the main difference in buck behavior in the second rut. Sure, bucks will be cruising for does that are coming back into estrus, but the chaotic chases and unrestricted deer movement during the peak rut will be greatly reduced. Instead, buck behavior will be more reserved and shorter-lived, which impacts how you hunt the second rut. Bucks have already gone through the peak rut are worn out. Uh, here you will see very few immature bucks on the prowl because they have either tired from the excitement of the rut or decided the winter preparation is more important than chasing tail. Mature bucks make up most of the breeding that occurs in the second rut, which is good news if you're still out deer hunting this time of year. These bucks have the experience to pace themselves throughout the different phases of the rut and knowledge to know that there will be a second chance at a few does. High-pressured bucks, although, will not risk themselves and will still move primarily after dark. Even with a hot doe nearby, mature bucks will restrict their movement to narrow slices of time as opposed to chasing all day. So that's kind of a big thing, especially here in Illinois, not only do you have the first gun season that really puts a ton of pressure on the deer, um, but then you have a week-long break, a uh, week and a half, whatever it is, and then the second gun season comes in, and the second gun season generally falls right before that second rut period. So there's a lot of pressure on those bucks. So um, if you're in an area that gets hunted heavily or your neighbors hunt, both gun seasons pretty heavy, you might not see as much of that second rut action it's not because it's not happening necessarily, but it's because it's happening at dark. Because by that time, the mature bucks, even some of the younger bucks, have figured out that if they move at night, they don't get shot at, basically. So they're not going to be, they're still going to be doing their thing, but they're going to be doing it at night. Similar to like a hot weather day during the first good part of November. Um, they're still out there doing their thing, but not during the daytime. So now it's not so much a weather driven deal as it is pressure driven. Um, but you might see that if you've got a property that doesn't get a lot of pressure or an area where there's not a ton of hunting going on, whether by you or your neighbors, um, for some reason, uh, there hasn't just hasn't been a lot of hunting around there. That'd be a really good place to be during the second rut because it's going to be happening during the daylight. Uh, the bucks haven't been pressured enough, um, in that particular area to go nocturnal necessarily. So you might catch them out chasing during the 
uh, that second rut. And like he said there, uh, whoever wrote the article, uh, there's generally going to be more mature bucks moving during this this rut. Uh, the young bucks are all worn out, and they don't necessarily know that there's does coming back in, so they've already shifted to their winter patterns, whereas the big bucks that have been around, the four-, five-, six-year-old deer, uh, they remember it from years past that there's a second chance, like he said, um, where those does come back in. So they know it just like we do. Um, so they're pacing themselves during the rut a little bit, and some of that depends on the personality, we'll call it, of the particular deer you're hunting. But most mature bucks will know to not completely wear themselves out during the first go-round, and they'll have a second chance at the younger deer and the does that didn't get bred the first go-round. So it's a really good time to kill a mature buck, see them up moving on their feet in daylight if they've not been pressured too much, uh, because they're the ones that know that this is happening. The younger bucks don't necessarily know it. So you'll see more buck movement from probably older bucks Uh, if you don't see if you see buck movement it'll generally be from the older bucks this time of year that's not to say that the younger bucks won't still be chasing or they won't catch uh, wind of an estrus doe and go after them but in general um, it's it's more mature bucks this time of year Um, he continues he says commonly bucks will revisit scrapes during the second rut it's not unusual to see old scrapes rebirth and new scrapes created in areas that hold mature bucks and the right conditions for a healthy second rut again deer hunting pressure plays a huge role unpressured bucks will work scrape lines in daylight hours but public land bucks will stay nocturnal Um, not necessarily just public land bucks but if you got a ton of pressure around like from your neighbors or depending on what area you're in just hunters in general um, if you don't have a lot of cover or something, uh, they're not going to be working those scrapes during the daylight. Probably they're going to be doing it at night because just they've just been hunted so hard. <clears throat> but the the scrapes and whatnot, um, you won't see. So like we talked about, the end of October, in that pre-rut phase, scrapes can be really hot. Um, deer are going in there, working them, checking them every day, freshening them up, trying to, they're communicating with each other. Then during the the actual biggest part of the rut, those things go cold, those scrapes do, um, because they're not using them. They're chasing, they can smell the deer, or they've found the deer already, I guess, and uh, they're chasing the does, and they don't go spend any time going and checking those scrapes because they found the does, and it's easy for them to just move from one to the next, so they don't have to go back to those scrapes and uh, essentially talk with each other and find out what's going on. Now that those does are out and there's fewer does back in, it's similar to the pre-rut, in that they'll be working those scrapes again to find those estrus does or to establish their dominance again. So they're going to go back and, and those scrapes can get really hot again here in the early part of the late season. Um, there's a lot of information out there about why that is, and I think that's that covers it pretty good right there. Um, they're coming back and, and communicating again where they didn't have to during the middle part of November. So just because you were hunting a really good scrape line in late October and it went cold during November – don't think that's not going to be a good place to be now because that, if it was a really good scrape line in late October, it's probably going to be again here in the first part of December. So uh, we'll get into now some tips that they give for hunting the second rut. Some of it will be kind of what we just talked about, but the, the first one they give is finding the does, which again is similar to the first part of the, uh, the first rut. If you can find where the does are, you're going to find where the bucks are. He says the number one tip is finding deer, which is not all that difficult, as mentioned above, if you know where to look. 
Hunt concentrations of does typically found near protective cover adjacent to food sources. If you want more second rut action, try deer hunting a property that has a skewed buck to doe ratio in favor of the does, which may see a second rut. So if you have a property where you're, you haven't been able to keep up with your buck to doe, you got a lot more does, um, they've got good cover and food, that's going to be a good place to be here in the next 7 to 10 days. Those does, like they said earlier, there's going to be too many of those does for the bucks to have bred in the first part of the rut. So now they're going to be coming back in and you're going to have a larger number of estrus does during the second rut than you might have on another property, which means there'll be a larger number of mature bucks moving. And it says right there, um, thick cover adjacent to food. If the only food you have on the property right now is ag fields, they're probably gone. Um, now, you will see deer out in a cut bean field or sh- uh, shelled corn field out there eating what's left over on the ground. But the best thing to have uh, would be a food plot that you've went in and put in. So a brassica plot, winter wheat, winter rye, or even if there's a cover crop on your ag fields. If it's if you got winter wheat or something, that's going to be a better food source for the deer than just what's left over on the ground from the harvest. So if you can go in, this is where preparation really comes in um, in the late season as well. So when you go in and putting in food plots, it does help during November or during the rut. But during that time, you can kill, if you have deer or you're in a good spot where they move through, um, you're gonna, probably going to have a chance to kill some deer. During the October months, during the pre-rut, and during the late season is when your pre- pre-season preparation and putting in those food plots um, watering holes, stuff like that is really going to, you're really going to see the benefit from that. So if you've gone in and put in food plots for late season, not necessarily a clover plot, they're going to be start to become less effective, um, especially as the weather gets really cold. Um, if you got some chicory mixed in there and it's got a good root on it, the deer might still hit some of that. But we're looking at the brassica plots now, those winter wheats, winter rice, stuff like that, uh, winter peas, whatever's left. Um, that's what the deer are going to be hitting hard here in the late late season. So if you've got one of those places that has some cover and a lot of does, that's going to be a really good place to be here for the second rut. The second one he talks about is similar to a first rut strategy, and that's sitting on funnels. So just like in the first rut, the deer are still going to move through those natural funnels, uh, those terrain features and stuff, uh, travel corridors that connect bedding to feeding. The bucks are going to be, the smart older bucks are going to be cutting those doe trails in there looking for an estrus doe as they come back in. So that's, sitting on funnels is still a really good strategy even in the second rut. Um, Look for new buck sign. That's another one he hits on. So mature bucks are going to revisit old scrapes or work new rubs. The fresh rut signs are clues that a nice buck is still in rut mode. Signs like these are good areas to attack with rutting hunting tactics. So if you go into your stand and you notice some new rubs or some new scrapes, uh, that's that's going to be a really good sign that there's a buck in your area and it's a mature buck that knows that the does are coming back in, so he's ready to go again. Um, you won't see a lot of that stuff in the early season because they're not in their rut mode. You won't see a lot of it here at the end of December because, again, they're not looking to uh, show other bucks their dominance. So if you see that going in, or if you got an area where last year there were some new signs showed up, maybe you didn't get on the deer, maybe go check that spot again for some fresh sign. If you've got fresh sign, put your cameras up. If you don't have them there, if you do have them, go check them. 
um, sit in those stands and be ready because there's likely a mature buck in that area who's ready for that second rut. So uh, another one he says is start calling a deer again. So uh, you don't want to be get too crazy with calling just like any other part of the year, but um, he says here dominant bucks are looking for that last score before winter, so rattling, grunting, and even doe bleeds can be effective, particularly with highly realistic deer calls. So a little bit of rattling, not getting too crazy, and grunting at a cruising buck uh, or those doe bleats, um, that can be effective because, like I said, those bucks, uh, they're back in that rut mode, so they're going to be um, responsive to the same things that were uh, useful in the first go-round of the rut. So don't get too crazy with it, kind of like what we talked about. I don't remember what episode it was on, but we talked a lot about calling. And if you call at them and you know they hear you, uh, recognize their body behavior, their uh, behaviors and their postures and all that. Um, if they look up and their ears go forwards and they look in your direction, they heard it. Um, maybe they didn't know what it was and they, they kind of flick their tail and they turn and go again and you hit them with another grunt. If they turn and look again or you see them flick their tail or they just keep going the other direction, just let them go. You don't want to get too crazy with it and run them off because, again, these are really high-pressured deer, so it's probably not the first time they've been called at at this point in the season. Don't get too crazy with it and run them off your property or turn them nocturnal um, because you had a bad calling sequence or you went overboard on a certain particular buck. If he's in that area, he's likely going to be back. Don't run him off. You might have a chance to kill him the next time you go out if you don't run them off by calling at them too much now. So <clears throat> the the kind of the last tip he hits on is keep hunting. So a lot of guys after the second gun season here in Illinois or after November will pretty much just be done hunting, uh, buck tag filled or not. Regardless, they're just kind of done. You're wore out from hunting two months pretty hard. There's not as much promise to some guys in the late season as there is in November. At least that's kind of what's pushed out there. You see that a lot. Um, everything's based around November because it is the best time of year to hunt, in my opinion. Um, and in a lot of people's opinion, and I think even, you know, based on science, that's probably the best time of year to hunt whitetails. But the late season can be a really good time to kill mature bucks, especially if you have food. And then especially if you can get on a property where you're seeing this second rut activity. So don't give up just because you didn't fill that tag in November. Um, you still have a really good opportunity here in the last month Last month and a half here in Illinois, we closed on the 14th or 15th of January. So there's still some good hunting to be had, especially in the second rut. And even after that, if you've got the food, um, the deer will become more patternable again in the late season. Uh, finding those food sources and getting on them, hitting those travel corridors, uh, focusing back on the evening, stuff like that. This can be a really good time of year to kill deer too. So don't give up just because November's gone and it's December now, and you haven't filled your buck tag, uh, there's still a lot of good hunting to be had. And we'll talk about some late season, more late season strategies as we go on. Um, but like I said, I wanted to just mainly talk about that second rut today. Since me and Nate hit it on a little bit last week, you guys can go check that one out. I really recommend you do because it's a cool story with his big deer, the Funky 8 that he shot during the first gun season. And at the tail end of that, you'll kind of get the first part of what I was talking about, what I talked about today. So Hopefully that'll help you guys out and uh, keep you after them and give you some hope because there's no reason to quit now if you haven't filled your buck tag. There's there's too much good hunting left to do that. So don't get discouraged. Get out there and hunt them. Um, 
I know it's a pretty short podcast today, but like I said, I wanted to get something out, even though it's just by myself. Uh, I thought that was a pretty good article, article to cover on the second rut. There's some good information in there, and take from that what you will. We'll be back next week. I don't know if Nate will be here, but it shouldn't be just me. Either Dad or Jeff or both of them will hopefully be able to get on next week now that the gun seasons are over. So thanks, guys, for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week.